Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, a state of Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. While we believe the information in the show is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Neither Drake & Associates or Loft Financial Advisory Advisory Group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Before you start planning your retirement party, make sure you've got your retirement plan. You can never be too prepared for life after work, and we're here to help. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon and welcome to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner, and we've got Super Dad here, Brad Allen. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? Excellent. It's great to be here. Yeah, happy Saturday. You getting any sleep yet or is that We're still uh, not happening? There. Little by little. Little Someday. by little, a little more sleep. That's yeah. good. That's good. And you they'll all those... be teenagers, and we won't get any sleep anyway. That's right? right. you got all those young ones at home. But i uh, got a really exciting topic I'm looking forward to talking to, to you about this week. And I think it's a topic, at least in our industry, a lot of folks struggle with. They don't necessarily know how to deal with it. Maybe it's by design. I mean, it's a little embarrassing to say, but, you know, maybe our industry has set it up this way so it is difficult to figure out what your fees are and that's a topic this week and you know whether you're retiring already or maybe you're already in retirement I think folks just don't realize Brad how much they're paying in fees yeah and you really have to be your own advocate these days you know whether it's a 401k or an IRA or you have an annuity you you want to know what the internal fees are in some of these products because it does add up you talk about starting early, you want to invest early, and over a span of time, if your fees are, let's just say, 1%, you know, over a 30-year period, that can really add up, depending on how much your account's growing. So you want to pay attention to that. Uh, we have some good uh, uh, links that you can look at and, and, and we'll talk about today, but something you want to be your own adv advocate on. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talk about it a lot, but it, it is being your own advocate, right? Being educated, being a smart consumer, and not just counting on someone to disclose that. I mean, as we may have followed with this Department of Labor rule that kind of fell through, you know, that was going to make it required to disclose a lot more of the fees. And there's always this ongoing conversation as an advisor, a broker, as a fiduciary, not a right or wrong, but it's a different level of, uh, you know, relationship. It's a different way to get paid, mm -hmm. right? So understanding the differences and whom you're working with can make a big, big difference. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, are, are, are clueless about what they're paying. So there's there's not you though, Brad. You're no, not, no, no. no, of course not. <laughs> different uh, websites you can go to online, government websites where you can look up different fees and different things that you're paying. And I think the biggest thing though is is uh, like we said, being your own advocate, but asking questions to whoever you're working with. How do you get paid? You know, is it on a commission base or is it on a straight fee base? Am I just paying for advice? You know, there's so many different ways that you can get information, and you want to know. Uh, what you're paying. Is there upfront loads? Are there commissions upfront or back-end loads when you get out of a fund? Are there, are there commissions then? So know that ahead of time so that you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, I had a client in the other day uh, just a couple days ago, and it was an interesting conversation. We were talking about fees, and she said to me, oh, yeah, yeah, I asked my advisor, and he said his portion was X. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it was easier for me. I'm in the industry, right? What she heard was the fee is X. But what he was saying was my portion is X. He didn't talk about the portion that went to the variable annuity, the internal fund costs, the M&E fee, the rider fees, and we added them all up, and it was over 4%. Sure. And she was pretty shocked, right? So it, it's tough because some folks just don't know how to ask the question or, or, you know, they don't know that someone who may have been in the industry for 10, 20, 30 years, maybe they're, you know, pretty adept at answering and, you know, playing a little bit of word game semantics and answering in a way that's a little bit difficult to discern. But, you know, what you're always looking for is the total fees, including any riders, any additional costs, the advisor's fee, any uh, mutual it, fund fees. Exactly. Yeah. Internal 12B1 fees. We'll get into some of that. But, you know, it, it sounds like it's shocking, I think, sometimes. Because you think, oh, half of, or they'll use terms like basis points. Well, what is a basis point? I mean, you and I know we're in it. But, you know, basis point, 100 basis points equals 1%. Mm-hmm. So if you hear someone talk about 40 basis points, that's 0.4%, right? So it doesn't sound like much, 0.4, 0.5 here and there. You start to add them up, it's a couple percent. Or if you take that half a percent on your balances, it can be pretty shocking when you really educate somebody about what they're paying in total or, as you mentioned, what that adds up to over the years. Yeah, and some of the programs, you know, we always talk about putting that retirement plan together and doing a risk report and all that kind of fun stuff for you. But inside of some of these programs, we we can show you what are your internal fees in the different funds that you have. So if it is 0.4% and then there's another one that's 0.68, and, you know, we can add those up and show you what your average fee is. And that's really important because it looks small individually. But when you add them all together, that's where it starts to add up, and you want to you wanna know what that is. Yeah, it really makes a big difference. So any folks who ever have any questions, we'd love to answer questions for you. You can always email those in at radio at wealthwisconsin.com. That's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. We'd love to address your questions. And, you know, Brad, when we after the break, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the specific hidden fees to watch out for when saving for retirement, or maybe you're already in retirement. How to identify some of those, kind of uncover them. Again, really be your own advocate so people out there, maybe you're shopping around, comparing advisors, or just making sure you're not getting ripped off. We want to help you uh, learn how to do that a little bit more efficiently. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready to sail into the sunset. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. And we got Brad here today. How are you, buddy? Good, good. Excellent. We're talking about, I think, a really important topic, and we started to... You know, uncover some of the challenges, I, I think, earlier, and that's fees in a portfolio. And, and I think it's an area, at least I'm excited to say, a lot more folks are coming in nowadays more educated, right? And when I think about the boomers today that I'm working with and I think about their parents I worked with 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, they were, no disrespect, but as a general rule, they were a little bit, you know, less aware of fees. You know, I think this current generation or you know, maybe it's uh, the information age online and smartphones and all that, but there's just so much access to information where it used to be, you know, grab your prospectus and pull out a magnifying glass, right? right? And maybe that wasn't, you know, maybe that was by design that it was difficult to find, but you could find it, but it wasn't as easy as it is today. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that, that fiduciary rule that they were trying to push through for a couple of years now, uh, recently they, they got rid of it completely, but I think just 
hearing about it in the news and seeing it on in the newspapers and things like that, it just got people talking about, am I working with a fiduciary? What is a fiduciary, number one? What does it all entail? But it just gets you asking those questions, and that's the most important part. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, an educated consumer is probably one that's better served, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's talk about, you know, before the break, we talked about some of the hidden fees to watch out for when you're saving for retirement. And I think, you know, when we think historically about saving for retirement, right, it's been a big shift, you know, especially for this last generation. I mean, you and I, Brad, when we, you know, would ask how many people have a pension, boy, years ago, just about every hand went up now maybe a third of the room right so we kind of went from you know the pension style plans you know what they would call defined benefit to what's now called defined contribution style plans and those are your 401ks Mm -hmm. and i think the big challenge you know really shifted a lot because in a pension style plan not only was the employer responsible for the contributions but who was responsible for the investments right it yep. was the employer, the employer right? Yeah. So now we find not only are the employees responsible for contributions, but they have to make the investment choices. Mm-hmm. And historically, now you and I have a lot of clients. They spent some time to educate themselves. They did really well in their 401ks. But historically, people do not, right? They look at past performance. Oh, this fund did well. I'll pick that fund. And that's not exactly the best way to pick your portfolio. Right. So the 401ks have struggled. And, and, you know, so you have to put the money in. You have to make all the investment choices. If you're not getting a good return, you know, it can be a bad recipe for disaster. But a lot of people aren't aware. You know, I mean, there's a huge percentage of the population. You ask them, are you paying any fees in your 401k? And they say no or I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of retirement savers are are clueless uh, when it comes to fees that they're paying inside of their 401k. So there was a recent survey that they did just uh, 25% of Americans said they knew how much they were paying in fees. Meanwhile, 95% knew what they were paying for Netflix, right? Wow. So, I mean, 401k fees will will be a lot more costly in the long run. So you want to check your next statement to see what you're paying in fees. Some of the fees you can't do anything about, but others you can try to bring down a little bit. And anything you can do to reduce those fees will make a big difference. So, for example, take a a retirement saver paying 1% in fees compared to somebody paying 2%. The one paying the higher fee will run out of money 10 years before the person paying 1%. Wow, that's a lot of time. Yeah, so you, you, can, you can talk to your human resources department or senior management uh, and ask if, if there are ways to lower fee options. There's, other, there's websites out there. Uh, one of them is brightscope.com, which compares many 401k plans and offers a bit of research on each. You may also want to consider saving additional money outside of the 401k, maybe an account that you have a little bit more control over because, you know, Unfortunately, inside of a 401k, they give you a list of options, right? And, and, and you can choose between those options. And, you know, outside of the 401k, you might have a lot more at your disposal. I think that becomes a big challenge. Another site I like is americasbest401k.com. That's americasbest401k.com. You can kind of uncover what, what your total fees are in a 401k. And we find some employees do a great job, right? They're shopping around. They're looking at this on a regular basis, keeping it competitive. Others, unfortunately, aren't, right? I mean... Not only maybe your investment options might not be that great, but you find out you're paying high fees, it can be pretty frustrating. So you want to educate yourself. That's why for some folks it can make sense to do those rollovers into a self-directed IRA. Now you get to have a lot more hands in it, 
A lot of people don't realize once you hit a certain age, you can usually do an in-service distribution, meaning you can get money out of your 401k into an IRA. There's no tax consequences typically. Then you can be a part of that pre-conversation, decide how it's invested, how risky, what the blend is, things of that nature. So that can become pretty important. Brad, let's talk about when we come back, let's talk a little bit about investment fees and how those can really eat away at your portfolio. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready for retirement the right way. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for spending a little bit of your Saturday afternoon with us. We know you have a lot of listening choices and appreciate you spending some of your time with us. This is the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake, and we got financial advisor Brad Allen here. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Little break from the babies and the diapers and just a little one. You're yeah. surviving though. Amanda's <laughs> yeah, gonna be ready for you to jump back on baby duty <laughs> when we're done here. Yep. So you're gonna yep. have to get after it. But great topic this week. We're talking about fees. I think an area that, you know, most people could probably use a little education on and really making sure they're aware of what they're spending in their accounts. And we talked a little bit about four oh one K fees, Brad, and maybe some of the options. A lot of folks don't realize they can do an in-service distribution in most plans. So once you hit a certain age, you're able to pull out your contributions and earnings, get that invested elsewhere, no tax consequence. You can roll those typically and then have a little bit more control over what fees and investment options. But then you also have investment fees. Again, I think it's a big area of misunderstanding where folks just aren't aware of what they're paying and really what I would refer to as the total fee. Yeah, I mean, investment fees make up the biggest share of fees workers are are paying on their 401ks. They include fees on, on things like mutual funds and ETFs or exchange-traded funds. Uh, there can be a large discrepancy between the fees investors are paying for various plans. So actively managed funds and ETFs often have much higher fees than passively managed funds. Some people think it's it's worth paying fees on actively managed funds because they think that it's going to outperform the, the passively managed funds. However, Warren Buffett, who I think he knows what he's talking about, right? Yeah, I suppose. He's, he's done pretty well. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of showed the opposite. If you look at investors as a whole, half will beat the market and half will not. But investors who are paying big fees will be robbed of some of their investment returns. So the first step is knowing how much you're paying in fees. FINRA.org, you mentioned that earlier, is a, a handy tool on uh, a website that you can kind of uh, side-by-side look at the different cost of, of a mutual fund versus an ETF, an index fund versus an actively managed. You know, some of that kind of stuff can show you the difference between those fees. And FINRA stands for what, bro? Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. So, and they, they've done a great job, I think, in particular over the last year, redesigning their website, making it a little more user-friendly. There's a couple tools on there specifically that I would encourage people to, to take a look at. Again, it's FINRA, F-I-N-R-A dot O-R-G. Um, the first one you're going to see, at least currently, it's in the upper right-hand corner uh, of the website, and it's called Broker Check. So a lot of folks don't realize that us advisors, we have to fill out annual disclosures. We have to disclose any client complaints, any criminal things, any foreclosures, bankruptcies, you know, financial issues. That's all public record through FINRA. So you can pull that broker report. You can see, you know, has uh, someone you're considering working with or currently working with had some issues. Again, be your own advocate. You know, really be smart about it. There's also a button you can click on that says for investors. And there's a great tool there called the fund analyzer 
And as we get a little bit deeper into the fun fees in here, that's a great simple way. Again, gone are the days where you really have to comb through all those prospectuses and, you know, get out your magnifying. Brad, did I tell you this? Mm. You made me think of it. I got an eye exam last week. <laughs> You're looking at new bifocals I'm wearing. I actually have bi- I know. The doctor <laughs> said, why are you holding a paper like that? He said, you need bifocals. I said, no way, man. He said, ah. I've been doing this for 30 years. He said, I think I got a pretty good idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so I, I broke down and got the bifocals. But, um, you know, I don't need the bifocals to read that that prospectus now because I can go right at FINRA.org. I can go on the fund analyzer. They have a great tool. I can compare funds in, in equal sectors or ETFs side by side. I can see the internal cost, growth rates. It is, even has a great section. Where you can assume a return. Let's say the fund makes 6% a year over 20 years, and it'll show you what your total fees are over the 20 years. I think people are, are pretty surprised when they yeah, see it. Yeah, sometimes I think folks don't want to see that number, right? It, it, it's that old adage, uh, you know, you stick your head in the sand, right? And our, our good friend Jim Peck always said, when you stick your head in the sand, you expose a very large target, right? So <laughs> you want to be careful there. So, but But I think educating yourself is a great way to do that. FINRA.org, broker check, under four investors, fund analyzers, a great tool. If you prefer, Yahoo has their own version. I think it's finance.yahoo.com or it might be yahoo.finance.com. Again, I think the information age is just so much easier to get information. So for folks that want to dive in, get a little bit more education, we have a couple classes coming up on August 14th and 15th. We're going to be out in Wauwatosa at Maggiano's. It's going to be a daytime class. We'll start at 1030. We'd love to have you out. Apologize ahead of time. I know uh, we've been getting a little bit of complaints. They're filling up very quickly, and I know people get a little frustrated, but we only have a certain capacity in the room. So we're going to talk about required minimum distributions, Social Security, and taxation. And I think fees fit pretty good into this conversation. So we'll talk a little bit, Brad, when we come back about how those fees really play into the overall longevity of your dollars. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Preparing you for the ultimate vacation. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. This is the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake. We got the man Brad Allen here today. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How you doing? Excellent, excellent. So, before we, we uh, took a break here, we were talking a little bit about our upcoming class, August 14th and 15th. It is filling up very quickly, so we, we do need people to register ahead of time. You can do that right at the website, wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can always call the office at 414-409-7226, 414-409-7226. And the topic this month is going to be Required minimum distribution, Social Security, and I think a big topic everybody's interested in, and that's tax savings, right? Mm-hmm. What tax strategies can I implement? It's probably the area I see the, the smallest amount of planning when folks come in for a, a complimentary review where they just haven't addressed the tax issue, right? And, of course, we're under a new tax bill. Yeah. And I think if you're still working, it's going to be an interesting time period because you may have seen a slight reduction in your withholding, so you're feeling pretty good that the check's higher, right? But there's also a lot of different rules on how we're actually going to file those taxes, and some people may not have the tax savings they think, right? But understand, you know, this is an eight-year reprieve for the individual rates. 
create some big opportunity for pre-retirees or retirees to really substantially control their tax bracket for many years to come. Yeah, and I don't think people look at that enough. You know, everybody's worried about what stocks and bonds and things that they have inside of their portfolio. But if you do taxes the right way, it could have a much bigger impact in the long run on how much money you have left, whether it's for family or long-term care, you know, all that kind of stuff that you have to think about. I think in particular for some of our higher net worth clients, it can be fairly substantial. Huge. And a lot of people that just just aren't planning for it, right? Maybe there's a little conversation with the accountant about, you know, what you can do this year mm-hmm. to maybe lower your taxes. But maybe there's some things we can do this year and the years to come to control our taxes for the next 20 or 30 years. Right. And wow, is that a lot more impactful than maybe having some savings just in one year. I mean, again, it can be really substantial. And I think fees tie closely into this question because think about, you know, I always talk about on a show here, income as a stool, right? And imagine, you know, growing up, I had a little three-legged stool in the bathroom because I couldn't reach the sink and I climb up on a stool to brush my teeth every night. And, you know, imagine that, that that stool represents your income in retirement. And the one leg is a pension. We talked about pensions earlier for those that are lucky enough to have it. The second leg is Social Security. We're going to talk about that at the class. That's why it's so important to maximize it. The more we get out of Social Security, the better. And then the third leg is your nest egg, right? So if all three of those legs aren't working well, then we start to stand on a wobbly stool, right? Now you have to have good balance or you're going to come toppling over. Well, if pension and Social Security make up a good some portion of our income stream, The rest is supplemented by our nest egg. Now, that alone isn't an issue, right? That's why we saved it in the first place. But if I can get more out of Social Security and I can make our nest egg bigger by reducing fees and implementing tax strategies, then I get to take out a smaller amount out of the nest egg. And what does that mean, Brett? It means the money lasts a lot longer, right? It's what we call longevity risk. Number one fear for folks that come in, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? Well, if we can maximize Social Security, reduce your fees, implement some tax strategies, it becomes a lot easier to answer that question. And that's why I think it's so important when you're talking to your advisor, whoever you're working with, that it's important to share what are your goals. You know, what, what is the why behind everything that you're doing? Because if, if your goal is to spend all your money and not leave anything behind, well, that, that's going to be a completely different plan than the, the, the folks who want to leave as much as they can to their kids or beneficiaries or whatever it might be. So it's all about the goals and, and, and the more income you have coming in, the less you're going to have to touch the nest egg. But maybe that's not your goal. So you just want to have that conversation. That should be where you start when you, when you start talking to an advisor. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's really important because, and that, again, that's probably a missing link in our industry, right? You walk in, get a good handshake, and it's right to my funds and my, my advisor, my average rates of return. Great conversations for the right part of the relationship, mm-hmm. right? But you have to understand it. And Brad, we got a question for those that want to send in questions. We'd love to answer them. It's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. And the question we got this week is, my wife and I are retiring in two years. We have about $100,000 left on the mortgage. We're trying to decide if we should pay it off and take the money from some of our investments. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? You know, I think this is a time value money question. This is a question we get quite often. Yeah. uh, And folks are asking us this. Yeah, and, and there's no right answer to it, right? I mean, uh, you have to look at how much you have in assets. You have to look at, like you said, the time value of money. So uh, interest rates have been pretty low for, for a while, and, and you have to take a look at what is the interest rate that you have and how much are you making or, or do you expect to make in the market? So if your interest rate is 3%, 
um, and you're making six to eight percent in the market, well, then it doesn't make sense to take a big chunk out of the market to pay off the mortgage, right? You're going to make more over time if you leave that money in the market. So I think that's a conversation to have. Uh, a really a, important right. conversation to have. So we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit more. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Answering all of your retirement questions on Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with WealthWisconsin.com. We've got Brad Allen here this week talking about, I think, a pretty important topic, maybe an overlooked topic, and that's fees in your portfolio, something a lot of folks just aren't aware of. And we're talking about some of the different areas you can find some fees. And I think a big one, Brad, this is kind of a controversial topic. You hear, you know, some people are for them, some people are against them, sometimes overgeneralized, but that's annuity fees. Mm -hmm. You hear good things, you hear bad things. Some annuities have a bad rap for having high fees, and, and rightfully so. I mean, annuities can have commission fees, insurance fees, investment management fees, even uh, rider fees of uh, two to four percent sometimes. So if you decide to withdraw your money early, you could have you could uh, have surrender charges as high as ten percent sometimes. So you have to be careful uh, with the annuities. This is an investment that if you make, you want to know everything about that product before you put that money into it. So while investors pay fees to to buy and sell annuities in the in the same way they buy stocks, annuities aren't always expensive. Some annuities have very low fees, while no-fee annuities are also available as well. So uh, you just want to know what's out there, what might work the best in your situation. The annuities market continues to change. Many providers are looking for ways uh, to, to make those costs lower. And while you should carefully consider how much you want to spend when investing, annuities are not necessarily pricey. So you want to work with a financial advisor, again, one that you trust, one that you know is going to give you the information that you need to make a solid decision about what's best for you and your family yeah i think a lot of the confusion around annuities you know is just really a lack of education too right i mean sometimes a certain you know product might work for some people it doesn't work for others i think it's an area where that term gets really grouped together mm-hmm. there's four very distinct types of annuities a little off topic this week but you know the first type is what we would call an income annuity right we we all get the cards from aarp all the retirees at least and everybody else give us x amount of dollars we guarantee you a payment for the rest of your life may or may not work for you just understand the choices you're making there are some choices if you god forbid passed away the second month the insurance company keeps a balance right there's other options out there as well but again it's about being educated one of the downsides there you also lose control of the money then there's the fixed annuities kind of cd like right you get to pick up tax deferral downside with low interest rates interest rates haven't been too impressive typically though better than a cd differences though on a cd you're only going to have an interest rate penalty where typically in a fixed annuity you're going to have a fairly substantial penalty you then have the variable annuities which are very popular they're probably one of the most purchased types of annuities they can be a little expensive national average a little over three percent in fees so again really be aware of what you're paying you are taking a risk in the market. Sometimes they'll have income riders, withdrawal riders, death benefit riders. So just they can get a little complex, but understand what you're buying. They may not be a fit for everyone. And then the last category is what's called fixed indexed annuities. Again, you're going to have time commitments like any other annuity. So you want to be aware of that. You want to be aware of the surrender charges. Typically, you'll see these 10 years plus as far as you know surrender periods. 
But, you know, for someone that's a little more conservative, wants a portion of their portfolio conservative, you know, it has the ability where you can have no market loss in a down year, but then you're going to give up some of the upside. You're going to have a much more conservative return on a good year's. You can pick up some income riders. So different choices out there for folks. But I think the biggest thing we see a lot is people don't understand what they purchased and most certainly don't understand the fees they're paying in some of these. I think, Brad, you and I see fees in excess of 5% on almost a weekly basis. Oh, yeah. And you're right. I mean, a lot of people just don't know how it works. They don't know the the cash value versus the income value or what is the death benefit compared to the cash value. So, you know, we spend a lot of time just just taking a look at these and, and helping people figure out how their annuity works and what they're paying in fees and if it makes sense in their in their overall plan. And a lot of times maybe it does, but sometimes maybe it's not the best fit. And you just want to know that ahead of time. So before you purchase something like this, know about the product, know what's what 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 it all entails and and uh, how long you have to keep it and how much income you can get from it. All that kind of stuff plays its part. So you want to know that ahead of time. I think you mentioned too, Brad, working with someone that's taking the time to understand what your goals are, right? And taking the time to, to answer your questions in a way that you can understand. Yeah. I mean, it always shocks me. I get to teach classes to other advisors as well. And, but it always shocks me when I hear a client say, well, you know, they kind of brushed me off or wouldn't answer my question. And it just makes me scratch my head. I mean, a consumer has a right to get their questions answered in a way that they understand what they're doing. Right. I would much prefer a client ask the same question 12 times and understand what they're doing versus go home and and feel uneducated or unclear about what the plan is or how we're, we're addressing some of their issues, whatever those might be. So don't be afraid to ask those questions. And if you're not getting good clear answers well maybe that might be a sign that it's just not the right particular relationship for you so don't be afraid of that you have a right to get those questions answered you're listening to the retirement ready show on wtmj there though i'm sorry <laughs> just gotta keep that coffee going yep keep Is this how, how many coffees have you had this hour uh, we lost count yeah yeah you, you probably need the restroom here shortly so <laughs> yeah. we gotta wrap this deal up but uh you know, great topic this week. We're talking about fees and kind of some different areas to educate yourself and kind of the impact and difference it makes. And, you know, I, I think a big topic that can feel overwhelming, at least for the folks I've worked with over the years, and there's a lot of misunderstanding about it, is about around the required minimum distribution. And, of course, that's, you know, when you turn 70 and a half, you have to start. Government says those pre-tax accounts, we've allowed you to tax the firm for 70 and a half years. Now you have to start taking them out, and, and there can be some cost there, Brad. Yeah, there's a 50% penalty if you forget to take it out or if you Did don't take 15? it out. you say 15? 50. 50, 50 plus wow. the amount you had to take out anyways, right? So it can be a big penalty. You want to make sure that y- you don't miss it. Uh, one of the big things with RMDs is if you don't take one out that first year, right, they, they let you not take one out, but uh, you're going to have to take two out next year. So you want to know... So um, normally, normally the deadline is December 31st, right? So yep. the first year you turn 70 and a half, you can actually delay it till April. Mm-hmm. But as you were saying, the issue becomes I then have to take a second one by December 31st of that calendar year. So I'm taking two taxable distributions in the same year. And depending on how much that can be, if you're trying to keep yourself in a certain tax bracket, you want you don't want to bump yourself up. That could be detrimental to that plan. So you want to work with somebody who knows about RMDs, how to best do it. And again, you know, we talk about it all the time. Taxes, you know, taxes play its part in, in what is the best way to to handle that going forward. Yeah, and I think these tax strategies are important, 
you know, we talk a lot about bracket bumping, especially if we're fortunate enough to meet you in your 60s. So all these pieces start to tie together, right? When we think back to that income stool, well, we maximize your Social Security. I mean, think about the evil genius that created the tax code, right? Maybe maybe you take advantage of delaying Social Security till 70, so it's growing at 8% from full retirement to 70. So you kick on this nice new income stream, you're excited, right? And then 70 and a half, typically the same calendar year for a lot of folks, you have to take another taxable distribution, causes more of your Social Security to be taxable. That's based on a formula called MAGI, Modified Adjusted Gross Income. Well... If we back up for a second and we're fortunate enough to meet you before you start that Social Security and before RMD age, we can start to do bracket bumping and convert those pre-tax dollars to growing tax-free, coming out tax-free. And not only does that give you some tax-free income down the road, right? Brad, have you had any clients that said, boy, I wish I was paying taxes on this income? Not a single one. No, never. never, never. I'd be a little silly here, (laughs) but um, it just doesn't happen. People love tax-free income, but... People forget that's not where that tax strategy ends. It also comes into play on that MAGI formula because now I take a smaller required minimum distribution or maybe I'm fortunate enough to have eliminated the required minimum distribution by then. That means less of my Social Security is taxed. That means I don't have to take as much out of my nest egg. That means my money lasts a lot longer. We start to answer that longevity question, Mm -hmm. right? So that becomes really important. And fees are really important there as well. I think a lot of people just aren't as fee conscious, and they should be upfront of what they're paying. Consider a $250,000 investment over 30 years. Maybe it has an internal cost of 0.2% compared to a fund with a 1% internal cost. That's going to save you $60,000, and that doesn't even include the fees on the interest. So make sure you're really thinking about those fees. These are the types of things we want to educate you about. We have some upcoming classes here on August 14th and 15th over in Wauwatosa at Maggiano's right there in Wauwatosa. Oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> Big servings, though. Not good for my right. diet, Brad. It <laughs> kind of throws that off. But um, we'll be out there. Again, I'll apologize. I, I said this earlier, but I know folks are getting a little frustrated. You, you call in and the classes are full. Um, We'll do our best to accommodate you, but they do fill up. We do need you to register ahead of time. This week, we're talking exactly about this topic. We're going to cover how to educate yourself on fees. We want to talk to you about required minimum distributions. There are some strategies to reduce that. How to maximize Social Security, 500 different ways to turn on your Social Security. So we're going to teach you how to determine what's the best route for you. And probably equally as important as tax strategies, really underlooked area how to really maximize what you're keeping in your pocket by paying less in taxes and really start to address that longevity question. You can sign up at the website, wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can always call the office at 414-409-7226. Next week, we're going to talk about a lot of misinformation out there when it comes to planning for retirement, and we'll cover some of the truths and the myths. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Retirement Ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake & Associates and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.